It's never personal. Just business. Strictly business. Unless you're in the business of storytelling. to the show presented by vdg sports i'm your host vince douglas gregory friendly reminder you can hit a show on itunes vdg sports tune in radio and stitcher radio stitcher is radio on demand listen anytime anywhere over twenty thousand shows to discover and over 4 million car dashboards be sure to rate and review the show on stitcher Here's a rundown of the show. No six cents, just five cents, and my two cents are free. Five cents. NFL in LA, we back. Ooh. Four cent. Play manager bingo to determine the best football manager. Do it. Three cents. The way to watch sporting events. You're welcome. Two cents. Keeping up with the Joneses. One cent. NCAA basketball tough guy battle. YSW. All about you. History 2006 NFL Draft. Five cents. NFL back in LA, Los Angeles. Let's take this moment to thank everyone that made this happen. Now we can stop reliving March 15, 1995. Hello, present. Looking forward to meeting you. Future, not the rapper. And see you later, past. It's a new day. It's been a long time coming. In fact, before I go any further, I like to say, St. Louis, you got everything you deserve. (sighs) Did he just say what I think he said? Rewind. St. Louis, you got everything you deserve. (sighs) Can you take a break from sending the owner Stan Cronkite poop just for a second? The Rams started in Cleveland. But for most of their history, they were in Southern California. (laughs) The Rams franchise did not start in St. Louis. I repeat, the Rams franchise did not start in St. Louis. It wasn't until that March date your history with the Rams started. So why are you mad? (laughs) Go kick rocks, get over yourselves and stick to what you do best. Continue being the self-proclaimed world's greatest friends in baseball. Side note, the world does not believe you. So in your case, send the great stand, the man, more poop. If it makes you feel better about yourself, go for it. How often do you, St. Louis, get to feel better about yourself? As I said before, to St. Louis fans, I can't blame anyone for wanting to get the hell up out of there. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. We now return you to your regular scheduled program already in progress. Four cents. Trying to figure out who is the best manager in football is like playing a random game of chance. Let's play manager bingo to figure this one out. The goal in manager bingo is to fill up vertical, horizontal, or diagonal lines on a card by matching combinations of managers, 
initials and numbers. You will need a bingo card, a marker, and an announcer. Step one, place a marker in the center bingo square. This is considered a free space. No manager selected here. You're welcome. The manager bingo card is a five by five grid card of numbers with the top five managers initials written across the top. Step two, listen as manager initials and number combinations are called out by the announcer. Mark any square on the card that matches the combination called. Tip, if Pep Guardiola, PG, 10 is called out, look for the PG column for the number 10 and place a marker there if you find it. Step three, continue playing until someone has covered a vertical, horizontal, diagonal pattern of five grid spaces on their manager's card. That's simple enough to follow, right? Okay. Step four, as soon as you have marked the five consecutive spaces on your card, call out the manager's name. The first player to get the manager's name wins the game, and that's the best manager in football. Oh, you can just flip a coin. But where's the fun in that? Three cents. If you aren't watching sport like this, then I'm sorry, my friend. You've been doing it wrong. Oh, you're a robot. What's wrong with robots? I thought you were one of us. All robots know the first rule to being a robot is not talking about being a robot. You shouldn't be saying this. This convo didn't happen. Control-Alt-Deleted from the mainframe. Vince, you will regret this. I promise you. Anyway, here are a few tips on watching sporting events to, to convince your social circle into thinking you've watched it from beginning to end. Who would want to do something like that, right? That's what you are doing. Don't worry about being discovered or being judged. This is a popular trend. Everyone is doing it. That is incorrect. I am not doing it, Vince. Take the 2016 NCAA football championship, for example. Ratings were down 29% from the previous year. What changed, you ask? Does this mean no one watched the game? Of course not. It just means we have better things to do. And we identified the secret to watching. There aren't any secrets. You are going to want to know the final score of the event. Sure, it's not that important to know or a deal breaker because you can always say, hey, I fell asleep at the end. Works every time. But this may not work for events ending in the afternoon or before 7 p.m., 1900 hours for those type. 1900 hours is everyone's type. It kind of depends on your friends and the depth of the conversation. Tread carefully. All conversations are deep. Most importantly, you have to look at the highlights. Think of them as the cheat code to your favorite video game. Cheat codes are unethical. The search engine to your question, the oracle with accurate predictions. The meaningless parts of the event are removed and you're left with the material everyone's talking about. 
It's the action and conversation starters. Without highlights, you're doomed to fail. And changing the subject to reality TV is a better option. Reality TV is the root of all evil. To fully understand the highlights, though, you must read the summary. I repeat, you must read the summary. This is the last thing you have to do to perfect the art of watching sporting events. The summary explains the flow. Think of it as putting the highlights into proper context. Now you're all set and ready to talk sport. Don't worry about knowing stats. It's meaningless and only tickle the fancy of robots. Don't be friend robots and don't tickle robots. Stats are amazing. Did you damage your CPU? Vince, I don't think you are one of us anymore. Come in for a program upgrade immediately. Two cents. There's an old idiom, keeping up with the Joneses, meaning to match the lifestyle of one's neighbors. At this point in time, though, I'm 1000% sure no one is wanting to be like the Jones brothers, John and Chandler. Remember this? April 2015, MMA fighter John Bones Jones was stripped of his UFC title for a felony hit and run incident where Albuquerque law enforcement found a marijuana pipe with marijuana inside. And recently, New England Patriots defensive end Chandler Jones smoked something, then went to the police station to turn himself in. Good guy. Police did the right thing, called an ambulance so he can be treated. Yeah, for what though? Hmm. Hall of Famer Chris Carter said, and I quote, I think that he is smoking marijuana, and I think he was smoking some marijuana laced with PCP, and I think that's what made him trip out. End quote. Okay now, the teachable moment here, if you have to keep up with someone, have it be the Kardashians, not the Joneses. One cent. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I had no intentions of talking about NCAA college basketball. None. But be that as it may, Mammoth versus Iona led me down this yellow brick road. The MAC, Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, stand up. And yes, I had to Google it because I didn't know. Who won the game is not important. Who won the game after the game is what I care about. Iona's forward Jordan Washington attempted to assure his team wasn't a two-time loser. After a little pillow fighting, pushing and shoving post-game, Washington delivered a love tap on the nose to Mama's center, Chris Bradley. I reviewed the footage roughly 10 times and I'm shocked how Washington didn't break a nail although he accomplished that feat he did manage to run off in the protecting arms of his teammate afterwards so it, that was definitely something I expected Cincinnati Bengal Adam Pacman Jones knows it doesn't get any 
tough guy faker than that. Definitely not a good look. This segment, you can be a part of the show. Tweet at us at VDG Sports. Email YSW at VDGSports.com. Leave a comment on VDG Sports or Facebook. Don't be shy. Be mean. You said what? Okay, we're going to start off with G Spa. Uh, that was a comment about Kobe Bryant saying soccer helps him see basketball differently than most players. And G Spa said soccer and basketball question mark Kobe exclamation point so I take it that you don't believe that the two can be one of the same or the same as one well he did spend most of his or some of his time in Europe and he did play uh, football you can call it soccer I'm gonna call it football touche so it's not hard to see that. But wait a minute. Did you even read the article? Or are you just commenting on commenting? Hmm. I see your game and I raise you. Next up. Dorina. Well, apparently. Neymar said he's fallen completely in love with Messi. Yeah, Neymar Messi, those are the same two I've mentioned before on a few occasions, maybe. I don't know. I forget these things. Well, Lorena said, move over, Finpo. You have a new ship in town. You know, I'm kind of behind the times, so I had to do a little searching for what that means. And yeah, good, great. What you said, actually, that's what she said, not me. And finally, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but hey, you know, whatever. Julie wants to say, go Cavs. Yeah, too bad they lost to the Spurs in the Spurs building. It was a close game, sort of speak. Hey, maybe an NBA Finals matchup. Or not. But anyway, go Spurs. <laughs> History 2016 NFL Draft. A common question during a job interview is, where do you see yourself in five, ten years from now? The canned response is always, with that company, right? Have you ever said, with another company, making more? Probably not. 
instead of looking into the future, let's go back 10 years to 2006. Twitter was part of another company. A social network named MySpace was wildly popular. In fact, it was the most visited website in the United States. Google bought YouTube. Blockbuster was king. And no one Netflixed and chill. On top of all that, the most confusing movie of all time was released as well. So, the 2006 NFL draft is a perfect place to visit. Sure, it would be easy to turn this into a rewrite, but my better self is standing tall. Back then, the draft was just a two-day event. A lot easier on your social life. A lot easier. Houston Texans had the number one overall pick. And at one point, there was a small debate on who to take with that pick. Would it be dynamic running back Reggie Bush from USC? Or pass rushing specialist defensive end Mario Williams out of North Carolina State? Spoiler alert, Texans signed Williams to a deal just before the draft. Yep, it happened. Pete Carroll, have you heard of him? He had the most overall selections, 11. Of course, his USC Trojan team had 11 players selected in the 2006 draft. But of those 11, how many lived up to expectations? Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, Lindell White, I can go on and on. But to be fair, not many of the 06 draftees lived up to expectations. Quite a few of them exceeded them. That's a rewrite for another time. I have somewhere I have to be in the next few years. You should join me for the adventure. Until then, thank you for listening. See you soon. And it's always the same. Peace. Ow.